I shot the lights out. I tell it's bright out. Oh, it's not a lonely night. Please stop. Are you willing to sacrifice you gotta play the joint line Five, mom has been working nine five, and I know the landlord is set up with all lies. So we pray, nah, cause you did your whole monster shit, nigga. So we pray to the gods, the jaws, and the eyes. No. Good fellas, how y'all feeling today? Feeling, feeling good. free and liberated and whatnot, you know. My boy Ace finally recording with a brother. You know, what I mean? newly retired Hooper. You know the vibes. Two out of five in one place. One day we might get to the five after the platypus is over. <laughs> <laughs> the platypus. <laughs> I think that's been one of the better things that's come out of 2020. Is just saying random words that start with P to describe the panty. You can call it pterodactyl. Is that a? I guess yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think he's a smart out here. Nigga, what you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome back, episode seven of the Pod About Nothing, where we talk about everything: sports, music, politics, entertainment, culture. Um, I'm your host, Jelani J. Will Lon. Cool with all that, whatever you want to call me. Uh, my PSA for this week um, is shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, for finally getting back on track after you know they were they were so so abruptly dismembered by the Washington football team a few weeks uh-huh. back, so shout out to them for finally getting a win. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hello, guys. How are you today? It's your boy Ace Stallings, aka Be Like Ace, aka the Buff KD, the newly retired Uber. You know, so so endorphin deals hit my line. You know, I, I can get money off my my name, likeness, and image. How are you guys? <laughs> My PSA today, uh, I only got one. I guess my go-to is better yourself and double the fuck down. That's all I got for you, you know the vibes. Uh-huh. I like that. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Peace and love, family. It's your boy checking in to Ryan Felix. Back for another podcast. I'm feeling quite joyous, holiday spirit. My PSA is, uh, I hope everyone out there has a happy holidays. <laughs> Happy New Year. Today on the day we're recording, it is December 27th. That will be uh, Chagolia. if you're celebrating Kwanzaa out there. Self-determination for all my brothers and sisters. What's that called again? Chagolia. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Um, you know, self-determination. We, we, that which is not done for us, we shall do for ourselves. Self-determination in line with the traditions of our activists and advocates throughout the years. And I'm going to leave y'all with that. You're listening to Smooth Jazz Radio. (laughs) That was real smooth. Anyway, Driz, the boss, 
Abastos, last of the Bogos. And uh, what's my PSA today? My PSA today is wash your bed seats. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's an underrated thing. A lot of people just think that you can just sleep in your bed sheets all the time and not wash them. Um, mm. That's not the case. They get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> You're dirty if you are using them when they're dirty. So, wash your bed sheets. In case you haven't noticed, Abbas is our uh, personal hygiene expert. Almost every PSA has something to do with that. Correct. You know, trim your nails, use lotion. Wash your right. bed sheets, all mm. that good stuff. Keeping you people, you know, taken care of, you know? Lotion's also a good one. It is ashy season. Indeed. And so we need to keep ourselves safe, keep our skin healthy. So thanks for reminding me about that one, Jelani. On top of that, I will add, like, my my friends who hail from the Caucasus Mountains, mm. my white peers, mm. lotion will do you justice. I know you don't, it doesn't show on your skin, but... Nothing worse than a, than a rough handshake, bro. I want, I want some moisture in that handshake. You know what I mean? Pause. And before bro. we get to you, Jerry, I'm sorry. On this subject of lotion, <laughs> um, it's it's shocking to me that a lot of white people go their whole lives without applying lotion regularly. You know what I'm saying, bro? Your skin, ha- I mean, your skin has to be very crackly at that point. Yeah, that's a, that's a myth that white people can't get ashy. That's what I'm saying. Like you're just like walking you, around with dry skin all the time. We can tell when you start getting that crocodile skin, them them scales, like it shows up. Right. So it's 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 yeah. a good thing for use everybody. Some, mm-hmm. Use some Lucerne dinosaur paws. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, white people. Yeah, this this it's only a, pause thing is it's gotta stop at some point. <laughs> like at some point. Do dinosaurs have paws? I'm sorry, let's let's get to Jerry. Come on. I don't think they <laughs> All right, yo, what's good, y'all? It's J-Rod, Jared Simmons. Uh, you already know, Transfer Portal, All-American. Still searching for a home. But uh, my PSA for this week is uh, don't wake up by accident. Have purpose in the things that you do. You know, I think that, especially in, in these breaks, you know what I mean? People can just get relaxed and get comfortable. But, you know, you always need a little bit of a reminder. Don't get comfortable. Keep grinding. Keep doing what you got to do. So have purpose in what you do. Don't wake up by accident. Good you bar. should be a life coach, Jared. Good I like bar. That. That's hard. Don't wake up by accident. Yeah, that's a good bar. All right, let's get into it. We got a, We got a bunch to talk about this week. It's the last pod of the year before we open the new year. Um, let's start quick. Quick Christmas recaps. How was y'all's Christmas? Did y'all get your get your gifts? You know, get your did y'all give some gifts. Yeah, I think this this is the first year I gave like meaningful gifts because I like had some money on me finally. I wasn't mm-hmm. the broke little brother, mm-hmm. and it felt really good, man. So. You know, shout out to everybody who got a gift for me. You know the vibes. If you do, if you don't, sorry. If you like, give great gifts. Um, otherwise, it'll great to be with family. You know, be with my sister. Finally, I haven't seen her in a while. Mom and stepdad ain't seen him in a while too because of hoops. But you know, that's over with. So back at the crib often. Well, give, give the people some context real quick, Ace. Just, oh yeah. Just so, so as of uh, as of uh, December twenty sixth. Breaking I, news! I breaking news! Know. Breaking news, my nigga. The pod about nothing exclusive. Breaking news, breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> uh, yeah, at the 26th, you know, I um, decided to part ways with the, the, the basketball team at the George Washington University. Uh, mm. You know, I had to, you know, be social my time and focus on myself and whatnot. And we, it was very uh, amicable, you know. I uh, love the guys still, you know, rooting for them and whatnot. But, you know, I got to take time to focus on myself and whatnot. 
And so got some more free time finally, which is which is new to me. I had free time in a long time. My first real break since, you know, I mean, I guess quarantine went through a little bit of a break, but, you know, school break since after senior year of high school. So it was nice to be able to have my own, you know, free time. Yeah. Claps for healthy breakups. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's <laughs> yeah man. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Cheers. I'm in the same boat as you, bro. I, I was able to actually not only receive presents this year, but also give some. And uh, it's uh, from a purely selfish standpoint, it's pretty fulfilling to actually <laughs> give gifts. So it was fun. I think I did a good job, even though none of the gifts that I have given to people are, you know, have arrived yet. Yeah. So I got to get the planning shit down better. But the ideas themselves and the actual gifts themselves, I felt happy about. And the things that people gave me felt very thoughtful this year. And just the general spirit, there's just a lot of love this year. So I had a good Christmas. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. My Most of my gifts are still in the mail. And it's just, you know, the nature of this year kind of made it that way. But definitely this, the whole year, I feel like cherished a bit more the whole family thing. You know, we always on go. Um, but just the world kind of pausing this year made you really take time, at least for me. Like I started taking a lot more time to like check up on people that I normally would go fairly long without talking to normally. Um, and so just when the, once the season came around, yeah, that whole spirit of giving really hit me and also had a few dollars saved up. So I was able to get some things for people. So it's, it, it feels good as, as much as like, I'm still in Philly, just me and my girl. So I really didn't get to see like my blood family, but, uh, it still felt kind of, you know, something special about just being in this struggle a little bit made it, made it worthwhile. Jared, how was your, how was your Christmas? It was all right, man. I can't complain. Uh, you know, I, I I went to prep school, so, you know, I'm usually not used to uh, being around the fam, so it was cool to be home for an extended period of time, especially over the holidays. Uh, I tell you, I'll also be grateful, you know, as much as I want to be back and be able to hoop, I was happy that I didn't have to get on the Greyhound and go for six hours the day after Christmas, mm-hmm. you feel me? So I kind of dodged that this year, which was cool. So, you know, I can't, uh, I can't complain too, too much. Nice, nice. All right, we got a we got a chatty segment this week. We got we got some some intriguing content to to discuss. Are we all on the chatty as of right now? Are we all locked I think in? The whole the gang on chatty, you know. Hey, Abaz finally came over to the dark side. Abaz, Abaz, let me get some thoughts, man. Because last week you tried to act like you were holier than thou. Um, I would like to stand on my take that I'm I'm still not a very chatty boy, mm. but I am officially <laughs> on the chatty house now. I've attended a few of the sessions or, you know, rooms as the kids are calling it nowadays. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. I, I seen some shit. I was in a room where they were debating albums, best hip hop albums, and Ninth Wonder was in a room and a bunch of other cool people. And they actually brought me on stage. I got to, you know, cast my vote for for Life After Death. And it was pretty cool. So You on stage? With, I was on stage with, with Not Wonder. It was on like on my from like, industry, man. I'm industry. Super, super yeah, industry. Yo, we got to do these rankings eventually. I ain't been on one yeah, stage yet. Look, man. Look, man. I ain't been you know, on one stage yet. Like they valued your opinion on Big for real. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I That's, mean, you know, when you, you count it, I'm an aficionado. 
I do consider myself to be an aficionado, and so hundred percent. You know, I, I give my advice when when asked. But no, nah, it's a, it's it's a cool platform. I but I've I've been hearing a lot of criticism recently about it. I'm wondering if y'all have heard like that what? too. Just that people are like just what? on there talking shit, like. It's oh yeah, not yeah. There's not a not a lot of stuff there are uh, is rooted in fact, and so mm. it just seems like a platform. You know, people are saying it could be a platform for misinformation and whatnot. And God knows mm. we don't need more of that. Like Naran yeah, was saying uh, a few weeks ago, so we definitely don't. Jared was in a couple rooms off the late night when it when it's demon time on Dotsy Boy on the, <laughs> snitching. On oh, the clubhouse, I was in there. With hey, him. Yo, Jared, you, do you sleep, bro? I was in there with him. <laughs> Jared is up at some crazy hours because you be up early and up super late. Yeah, man. You know, I, I tell you what, as a narcoleptic myself, I think that I, uh, I take it's like a series of naps throughout the day. You know what I mean, <laughs> I can I vouch. I can vouch. I knock out for like 40 minutes like my body goes and I just shut down and I go again and I shut down. So that's why I'd be on there at times. It'd be time to be wide awake. It'd be 5.45 in the morning. I don't know why I'm awake. but yeah. You got insomnia and narcolepsy. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a wild combination. Jared is crazy. the only person. We went to Italy a couple years ago um, and Jared <laughs> Jared fell asleep in the Sistine Chapel. In All the these Sistine people Chapel? here. Wow. In literally in the Sistine Chapel, everybody in there is like, you know, there's some people's like life life goal to get to the Sistine Chapel, and like, <laughs> right? You know, see, see the art. And Jared goes in there and finds him a nice little corner, and we're all looking around. And I, I'm like, I look up, I'm like, Yo, where's Jared? It's been like ten minutes, and I and I find him just literally like in between two random people, just knocked out in a chair, <laughs> sitting straight up. I've never seen anything sitting like this. Straight up. Hold on, hold on, hold hey, on. Hey. I got tired because it's real quiet in there. Yeah, I don't have to say nothing. <laughs> I go in there and it's quiet and it's warm. So I go in there, I'm like, man, this is beautiful. But I get real tired, I get dizzy because I look up at the ceiling too much. So I, I look over to the left and there, a lady sitting on the bench, a little Italian lady. And I, I point to the thing, showing the one I'm talking about. Much. I point to the thing. She said, yeah, so she falls asleep first. I said, you're false. So I guess you fall asleep here. It's okay. So I fall asleep. Hey, I when, in, when in Rome. Hey, man, I figured. Hey man, but I feel the same way. It's like you go to some of these museums, and obviously I'm a man who appreciates culture and whatnot. But it's mm-hmm. like once you're seeing it, like you saw it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, no, that's an ignorant take. But I, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's not. Once you see it, you saw it in a wild bar. I mean, like, one supposed to do kiss the floor or some shit. You right. know what I mean? Like, I feel there like was a lot no... to appreciate about the Sistine Chapel. That man was scaffolding <laughs> up on the yeah, You might want to like walk like, around. My man didn't even like want to paint that though. That's my problem. You feel me? Like he what? didn't even want to paint. I'm like, he didn't even want to paint this, bro. It's, bro, it's still one of the wonders talk. of the world. They telling you when he up there, he painted back hurting because my man up there, man, he ain't even want to do that for. So Jerry, you're gonna tell me, you, Jerry, you tell me you love every second of training for basketball. Every second. I like it. I love it. I want you're more. Cap. You're respect, so cap. Respect. You're I'm so cap. Like so how, so how can you say that that he didn't appreciate those aches and and pains that he got from from painting? That's what the guy in the building told us. He's, I mean, that's the, yo, the, the artist is long gone. Is long gone. We we he might said be. When you're looking at the painting, he pick he picture he picture. I forget who he was. Not not who painted the picture. He he was painting and portraying people. Is is like 
in negative lights. It was like a, a form of like satire, I think, or something like that. He was talking about was like his angle at it. It was like there's certain photos that are on like the roof that you can't see that are like he's making fun of people the whole time because he's like he wasn't trying to do that shit, which is why I went to sleep. I was like, yeah, I'm on, man, bro. Nah, bro, so I, I'm not with you on this one, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna go nah, get some dude. research, boy. Wait I'm for me next week, boy. I'm not with you. On you on I think even if he was trying to go satirical with it, like that's still cool. That's still part of his art. I don't think that means you can now discount it because and, uh, I, I, I ain't discounted. It was good. I went down. You said I, I, I felt like I could fall asleep in there because it wasn't as important. Man, what sleep? How sleep disrespectful? I went there. I was at peace. I was the calmest person in there. For real, for real. You want to keep it <laughs> oh on? Oh my god! Which artist was this? D'Angelo? I think it's Michelangelo. Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> D'Angelo yeah, Russell, line. hey, oh, yeah. D-Lo be putting, you know, he be putting on a shot there. That's a form of art as well. All right. Whatever. <laughs> D'Angelo, yeah. The Sistine Chapel and Brown Sugar. All my yes. homies hate yes. the, his, the Sistine the Chapel. Is, like, the, the, the main event, the main event is the last room. Like, the the the, the picture of God, TG touching all that shit, it's in the last room. I was in there with Ace. Exactly, yes, sir, you know the vibes. And so, like, how you gonna fuck it before that? Like, you gotta wait for that last little experience right there. That's the coolest, like, mm. most historic part of the, of the trip. I was in a uh, room with Ace, and he was pretending to be Giannis in the uh, Gucci store. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Hold on, that's that's our chatty segment. That's we just stumbled into some content there. Ace, expound on your on your on your lies. I mean, like, I feel like when I leave the U.S. and as a as a six ten black man, I you, you usually like people ask me if I play basketball. Mm. I did, yes, but at the time, you know. I was linking the most, you know, it looked very much like Giannis had it. And this was young, 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 young Giannis at the time. Young Giannis. You were you were in Buff KD yet? I wasn't Buff KD yet. I was skinny Giannis, you know the vibe. (laughs) And so and so like when I was out there, it was like we put the NBA. We asked they asked me if I was like in the NBA. I think if I was umtiti, we played soccer. Like I don't like him at all. Them racist ass Italian kids was running around the street chasing Ace Young (laughs) Umtiti. Oh my god. (laughs) It was wild as shit. Anyway. I was in the store and they playing at me. I was like, yeah. And I was like, you know, just looking around uh, the Gucci store was in. I said, non purchasing actually. I'm going to make Jake and shit, you know, the vibes. I ain't buy nothing, though. I tried to act like I was too good for it. I tried to act like it was, like, not cool enough for me last season or whatever. I was just broke. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Y'all ever lie on your persona to, to garner attention from women? Oh, all the time. <laughs> well, we know you do. <laughs> we just heard your story. Oh, no, nobody else? That Wait, what was your survive? question? Y'all ever lie to 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 the public to garner attention from a female, a woman? I mean, no, who I'm gonna who, say I am, who bro. No, who lies to women? <laughs> <laughs> two very two very different questions offered by me and Ryan there. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You've never lied to a woman? No, never. <laughs> no capacity. What's your definition of lie? <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean? What's my, I'd, and, about I'd, I'd, I'd rather lie with women than lie to women. You feel me? You feel me? That's hard. That's hard. No, I've, I have may have enhanced the truth, have gotten okay. creative with the truth, there and, we go. you know, augmented certain realities to, you know, garner a particular reaction out of a female person. The oh. amount of times I told a woman I played in the NBA is crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, when I was a young boy, when I was a no, young boy, you. when I was a young boy, and I would go on fucking like college visits, I definitely was capping to the girls. On like, yeah, my top three is like here, like Duke, like 
Oh yeah. Like some, you know what I mean? Like just to try and make her, you know, oh, this dude big time. Like, let me, let me try and make sure that he, he lands here. You one know time, I definitely did that. One time I was at University of Maryland with some friends, you know, just like partying and whatnot. And uh-huh. Grafton went to school. I said, yeah, I play basketball at, at UCLA. And my dumb ass, I was, you know, of course I was sauced. I looked at the screen and they're playing basketball on the screen. And I said, I play at UCLA and it's obviously not the case because <laughs> we're watching them hoop right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I've been caught up a couple of times, you know, the vibes. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is, though. I used to pretend that was uh, Kyle Lowry. And... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry attracts, gets it done for sure. Look, man, you got to be realistic in your comments. <laughs> What about you, Jared? Look at Jared trying to skip this segment. Right. Look at Jared trying to skip this segment. <laughs> Jared just Jared just sent us an article called. <laughs> oh, Jared. oh shit! Jared just sent us an article called Seven Things You May Not Know About the Sistine Chapel. And he said, this shit not a game. <laughs> you see what Jared does while we're recording? Yo, fa- hey, no, we should read it. We should read it because fact number one, Michael Angelo wanted nothing to do with the Sistine Chapel. So- <laughs> this is nuts. Oh, my God. Oh my you see God. the reasoning? I, I showed him respect. I looked it up. I saw it. Oh, my gosh. Contrary to popular belief, Michael Angelo painted the Sistine Chapel in a standing oh shit. position. That's His fucked up. I told you the man back jacked up. You ain't listen to me. I told you the guy hey, sitting there telling me this. Damn. Yeah. Y'all, y'all read number. Time, y'all read number. You read number three. Exactly. This is worse than the little baby article. Working on the Sistine Chapel was so unpleasant. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Working on the Sistine Chapel was so unpleasant that Michelangelo wrote a poem about his misery. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, See, hold on. That's so, how we got brown sugar. Why, I'm telling you. But why? But why did that take away from? How great it is, though, just because he didn't enjoy doing it. Like we, we, we watched the last dance, and Mike was talking about he broke bones and all types of shit, you know, to accomplish his goal. If his goal was eventually to create this masterpiece of art that was going to be viewed still today for centuries and centuries, like that's what. They why does say. that didn't give you? He ain't want to do the art. He said, "I'm a sculptor, bro. I ain't no painter." What you got me doing this painting stuff for? My back hurting. I ain't trying to be here. And I don't like the way you running this thing right now. You feel me? Like, how you going to have me in here doing all this BS? Now I'm in here. He ain't one. Like, at least Michael was like, I'm trying to get a ship. He wasn't trying to get no painting. He was forced to do the painting. Mm. Bro, this nigga so, was not so, sleep. He was just absorbing. So you absorbing information. Jared knows more about this Sistine Chapel than me, and he slept through the exhibit. <laughs> I, went there, I, I listened to the man. I was like, "Dang, that's crazy." And I sat down. And I thought <laughs> yeah. about it. And I sat down. To the, I sat down next to the tile. Like, man was meditating. <laughs> Jared was like, Ooh, this, "Jared's like, this is so fucked up. I gotta take it down." It's, it's our history one on one right here. It was it was really an act of resistance. Yeah, I like that, honestly. That's protest. Why? Why why is it an act of resistance? Because he didn't have... D'Angelo did not have a chance to rest. So in his honor... You know what I'm saying? Worker solidarity. J-Rod said, I got you, brother. Yeah, hey. Took the nap next to the lady. 
I'm not rolling. Why are you real hating though right now? That's what it is. I'm not rolling. I'm not rolling. The Italian lady was asleep too. That's how you know. Y'all are watching. She probably seen a hella times. Jared ain't. Jared. Oh my goodness. She go there once. This Jared first time being in something like that. Just going knock out, bro. She go there. I went in there. I looked around. I saw. I see it, but I see what you did. I acknowledge what you did. Mm. And I said, all right, <laughs> it's painful. He ain't want to do this, bro. Mm. I can't come in here and enjoy something, man. Ain't want to do. Mm. I'm gonna go to sleep, bye. Go bro. To this sleep. this is one of the best rebuttals of the Sistine Chapel I've ever heard. <laughs> respect, man. I, re- I respect. All you. my respect. homies hate the Sistine Chapel. I'm with it. <laughs> my homies hate the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, man. Y'all crazy. I've seen this argument on Twitter, so like a couple for for this week. Um, who y'all got? Who y'all taking on your team? If you're starting a franchise, right? Luke who's your answer. no? Who's yeah. your point guard? John Morant or Trey Young? Mm. Trey Young. Trey Young was getting busy the other night. What you mean? Uh, bit, 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 bit. Trey yeah, this is a good what argument. Who, who? If you're starting a if you're starting a franchise, what are you, what do you want? Do you want John Morant or do you want Trey Young? I want Joseph Morant on my team. I think it has to be uh, Trey Young. Why? I think he's, uh, as far as offensively, like, I just think on and off the ball, he's, uh, he makes everybody better. He's really horrible defensively. But I don't think Ja is really doing that much on that end to, to make up for that gap on offense. He just had 44 points in his first game. All right, all right nigga. <laughs> he could score. I, mean, I agree. But, I mean, Trey, Trey Young is like a. Trey Young can also score. Yeah, he can score. I know, but I'm saying you can't say that. No, I do. No, I do think there's a big gap offensively in in terms of a value added between Trey Young and John Morant. I think a lot of the mm. a lot of the Hawks' offense runs through Trey, well, and and a lot of the and they have a high volume, a uh, high powered offense. A lot of the Grizzlies' offense runs through Jaw, though. I agree. I think I would take. I I mean. You said that Ja doesn't really do anything on the defensive end. I think that Ja is clearly a better defender than Trey One, but I also think that, like, given more time, he can grow into being an elite defender in the league. He has all the tools. He's got big hands, long wingspan, athletic, good instincts. Um, and I, I think that – I don't know who I would take, um, but I think defensively that that could end up being a huge gap between I, – I look at them it's as not, like – It's not right now is what I'm saying. It, it, it's sure. not – Let's talk. Let's talk projections. I don't care about what they've done so far because they, you're right. They haven't only been in the league for a year. Um, but let's talk projections. I'm saying if you're building a team around one guy as a, as a point guard, you're taking Trey Young rather than John Morant. I think so because of his offensive ability. I just think so. Like as far as off the ball, um, and also just on the ball, like he just helps your team a lot on that end. But I do think that I mean the defense is a huge issue, and if Jock can make big enough leaps that he's like an above average defender on that end. Is he, is he not already? No, is he averaging below? I think he's, he's like average. Yeah. So, Lonnie, you, y'all think that he's that much better than Trey Young because of his size and what he might become on defense? I think I to think, negate Trey to, to to negate Trey Young's range and how he's spacing the floor and how he passes on offense. I think Jaws is, is an improving shooter. Um, I think he's shown that over the past two games this season, um, and I think he tracks. I think he tracks to be someone who can make plays in more ways than Trey Young can. He's got more size, um, better finishing ability. Um, I think they're sort of – I think Trey is probably a little bit better of a passer, but Jaws also a high-level passer. Um, and I think they track as, like, you know, this generation's like Steph and, and Russ, um, but I think that Ja can be a little bit better. Um, 
maybe not better than Russ, but I think it would be a closer gap than Steph and, and Russ is currently between him and Trey. Um, and yeah, I just don't see, I don't see that many more improvements that Trey can make to his game. That's like, right. like, a, like a boss says, he, he plays so well on the offensive end. He reads the game at a high level. Um, you know, obviously you can put better players around him and, you know, they can maybe have a shot to win at a higher level, but I think just individually speaking, I don't see that. I think Ja, I think Ja would be a more valuable piece in the next couple of years. Um, but I also think Trey Young is going to be one of the better point guards in the league as well. So it's definitely a tough argument, but I, I think I would take Ja. I think they're right there with each other. I think if I was to pick right now, who I want on my team right now, I'm gonna go with Trey. Mm-hmm. I think he's he has that he is a better decision maker than John Morant, especially when it's pressure. He has that instinct like Harden. He can he knows he's crafty. He knows how to get to the line when he wants to. I think Trey is much better than John Morant at that. I think Ja maneuvers a lot off of his raw ability and his ability to, to hang in the air and then make a play when his options are, you know, winding down. But I think Ja's upside is a lot better. I feel like Trey needs the ball in his hands to be a, like his most effective on offense. Mm-hmm. I think Ja's defense is a lot better than Trey. And I just think his overall playmaking ability will get better once, you know, their careers, uh, continue i think y'all are talking about like upside for trey and then you mentioned how he's actually not that good off the ball right now that is true he's not he's not great off the ball right now but i think like one of his areas where he actually can raise his game and improve his game is you know getting more stuff like off ball mm-hmm. and create opportunities mm-hmm. like that and once i think if he's able to do that and raise his game in that way then it's really scary on on that end so yeah. We'll see. Hey, this is, yeah, this is good because I feel like I was worried with Trey that he was always going to be attached. To, he always is going to be attached to Luca, um, and he's just not that type of player. It's hard, mm. you know. I mean, not not many Lucas come around, but I think the jaw, the jaw uh, comparison is a more fair one and one that that's we'll much see. better. Yeah, yeah. Going forward, do you think um, that Luca will end up? Where, where do you guys think Luca tracks? Like what in in the grand scheme of things? Um, do you think he can be, say, the best European ever? Say one of the top players to ever play the game. Like, where where do you think he tracks? He'll have an MVP in the next three years, in my opinion, because this is where he plays. If he wins, I think he can be really great. Um, but I mean, best European ever. I mean, unless I'm forgetting somebody right now, it's Dirk. Um, yeah, I forget nobody right now, and uh, that's a really it's a tall task to take on. Um, but I think he has a chance to be really, really, really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think if he go ahead, boss. No, I saw you, bro. Um, yeah, I think well, you talk about the great the best year. I think Luca has a better skill set than Dirk Nowitzki. Um Yeah, but I, I would say strength. obviously Dirk has won and has the legacy aspect. Um, but I could see I think Luca will be will win championships before he leaves the NBA. Like he's won at every level he's played on. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just has the – he's the type of player that, you know, like that size, that build, that archetype, that's the type of players that we consider to be the GOATs. And, like, you know, he has that, you know, small forward, small forward wing position, can handle the ball, primary creator, you yeah. know. And really, 
I think he was third or fourth in MVP voting last year or something third, like that. Third, third. third MVP voting. And like, yeah. I mean, he's it's having, nuts. yeah, it's nuts. I mean, he's right now, he's like we were saying earlier, like top five, top 10. And so, yeah, yeah it's, the sky's the limit, really. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just if he's able to do yeah. it, but I think the ability is there. You think he can win with that team in in uh in uh Dallas? The one they have right now? I think they're a piece away. Yeah. Yeah. I want a Giannis to go over there. But that's not no, I don't. With that contract. Yeah. Mm-mm. I want like Luca to stay stay the guy out there, but like get them a nice couple like free agents similar to like Dennis Schroeder level, like right, yeah. come on. Like like be a guy who can score. Without like depending on Luca, you know what I mean. Like, I think they need a big. I think they need like a Brook Lopez type, like stretch, stretch big. I know they have Chris Dwight. Dwight. They need a, They need a, They need a Giannis. I mean, <laughs> like if they had a Giannis, Luca, and yeah, Chris Stapps, no. Like I mean, no, I'm not saying they wouldn't win with Giannis. I'm saying I would like to see Luca be that guy. Yeah, on that yeah. Team. like I, well, like, I feel Luka, like Luca, Luca, and Giannis is like LeBron AD slick. You feel I don't like that because Giannis that, is the point forward like, yeah Giannis is like a guy who like I feel like he needs the ball needs he the does ball. need the ball but a, big, a lot of the a lot of the problems that we have with Giannis and we're getting deep in the weeds but a lot of the problems we have with Giannis is that you get to the playoffs it's like guys like Al Horford and these other mobile bigs can just stay with him and and stonewall him so you really gotta get him in other situations you put him in a pick and roll with Luka Doncic I think it's gonna open up some stuff yeah, for sure. I, don't think, I don't think Giannis is trying to be a pick and roll big I mean, there's, there's, there's not like they're going to run pick and roll all game. Yeah. So I think there will be spaces for him to do what Giannis does. Um, but yeah, we're let's let's move uh, real quick before we get out of hoops. Um, do we have to leave Harden alone? Leave him alone, I mean, bro. Get by, I, I, I think get we buckets. might. I think we might have to. He he, you know, he was in the in the club, or as he said, it was just supporting his homegirl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I need a little bit more support for him than than just. We need to leave him alone. Yeah, there was straight slander, slander by the basketball world before this. He, he was doing man, come out and do it. He was at the club. He came to the crib looking fat. He wasn't coming to training camp. Like, what do you want? Like, it's gonna be slander. He said himself bro. that he wasn't in shape, in game shape to play at the start of training like, camp. What do you Yet he was, What do you have? Forty four. What's, what's What's funny to me is I'm that telling, bro. all these articles came out telling us that he'd been doing this shit for years, but he'd been killing yeah. for years too. So it's yeah. like you see him in the strict club the day before, he not he's still gonna put up forty four like he did the past two years. Yeah, exactly. I think I so my, my take is this, right? I, I've looked at sort of Harden's like antics outside of the court or off the court as akin to a Dennis Rodman. I know Jared, I mean a boss brought this up a couple episodes ago. Um, but like do you think that you can have someone who's not only focused on basketball and coming in and being great, um, be your best player, and you be in position to win a championship. Obviously, it doesn't affect his play as much because he's still coming in and doing numbers. But I think that does, like, I think when we read some of those articles, you know, we were looking at, like, Russ talking about how it irritated him that sometimes Harden would be late to film or or something like that. I think that does something to the chemistry of the team where your best player doesn't seem completely locked in like obviously he's going to come in he's going to do his job he's going to do his numbers but i'm talking like harden wants to win a championship and if he wants to be the best player on the championship team i just don't see that working out with him in his current persona which is why i think he needs a brooklyn where he can go play with guys like kd and kyrie 
um, and get in where he fits in, but still be obviously great because he's great. You know, Lon, I heard somebody say the other day, I forget where I was at, I think I was on Twitter, and they said, you can, I've seen dysfunctional players on good teams. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you could be dysfunctional yourself and maybe not, I guess, you know, it's a plus if, you, if you're going out there and you're being a leader and you're in film all the time and that you're there, and it should be, and most of the time is expected. But if a man come out here and he do his job, he do his job. I got to come out here and help my man do his job. Jay giving us 44, bro. He did what he had to do. Right, but can that, manage it Right, but can that be your best player? Is is my point. Like as as a as a as a yeah. you know, as somebody who's been on the court, like you know this. If if yeah. your best player is yes, I'm sure James Harden works out a lot and you know, I I'm just thinking in terms of like the NBA is a different a different world where you know, you have to answer to media and you have there's a lot of outside influences that go into just playing the game. So when you have someone who's as high profile as James Harden, he's the best player on your team. I'm I'm not necessarily asking, does it make it harder for James Harden to come in and do his job? What I'm saying is, does his antics and all of the media circus that follows that, does that, is that conducive to your teammates performing at their highest level? And if it does, is that good leadership from him? That's say, what it is. He's, he's going to keep doing this. He's not the leader of, of the team. He can be their best player, and this might be the only example that I can think of of this, but he might be the only best player of a team that's not the leader. Mm. Who's the leader of that team? I think they need a leader right now. I think Russ was the leader last year, but I think that he doesn't have – you can't behave like him. You Harden's going to be the best player on his team. Like, mm -hmm. we've seen that. But he can't be the leader because – the rest of your team needs an example to follow when you're the leader. Right. And I just don't think Harden offers that. And if he's going to win a champion, he's going to need a leader for his team. It sounds crazy, but, like, he's going to do his thing. But I don't think he can be the leader. No, I agree. Championships are won off the court, bro, honestly. Like, obviously, they're won on the court. But a lot of it, and Jared, you know this from, from our championship teams, like, a lot of it is comes from, and a, and a boss, obviously, you guys went to, a national championship as well. Um, but a lot of it starts with culture and and your your behavior off the court. And so, you know, Jared uh, Harden can say all he wants that he wants to win a championship. Mm. Um, but if he's not facilitating culture in, a, in any situation, right? So whether he's in Philly, whether he's in Houston, whether he's in Brooklyn, mm. if you're not facilitating culture as the best player that's conducive to winning championships, I just don't know how mm. far you know, step backs and scoring ability and all that can take you um, in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to find another player that uh, is the best player on the team but isn't the leader. I, I think we kind of – not many, bro. It's tough. Like, I think we kind of saw that with the Clippers. I had to keep bringing them up. But, like, I think they have a lot – they had a lot of good players, but they lack leadership. A, a yeah. player that can bring everybody on – onto the same page, on the same wavelength, and say, this is what we're about. And I'm going to not only tell y'all what I expect from y'all, but live surpass those expectations myself. Right. And hold y'all accountable to it. Like, right. I, I feel like Jer like the, the, the issue with Harden, if he's going to be the leader on a team that can go far in the playoffs, is like, if he's going to, he can't hold people accountable to anything outside of showing up yeah, and performing in the game, because that's what he's doing. You right. know what I mean? Like, he, he can't hold people accountable yeah. to showing up early to film and and staying after and working out. And obviously, I don't, I'm not in the, the Rockets locker room, so I can't 
say obviously he's putting in extra work. He's one of the best players in the world. Um, but I just yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Everything that we're hearing, that. everything that we're hearing about him, you know, as as wonderfully as he's still playing, I'm just thinking in terms of the grand scheme. Like he said in his interview the other day, like this is my 12th year. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to hammer. Home. I've been in the league for a while. I need to cement my legacy. That's part of him requesting this trade. And mm-hmm. my thing is like I think his legacy is stronger if he can be the best player on a championship team, right? If he needs to go somewhere where he has a Kevin Durant or an Embiid or you know what I mean, like one of those guys where it's another like huge name superstar, it just lessens his legacy. And he might not even be able to win in Houston right now with, you know, even if he changes everything and does everything right. But I think it 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 does change a little bit how he's perceived. I think right now he's just looked at as like, you know, some fast car that you throw out on the court and he's going to get you a 50-point triple-double. Um, but he's not necessarily a guy that you want to look at and say he's going to win me a championship, which is why I think he hasn't been traded yet. Nobody's willing to make that move and say, all right, we'll sacrifice our future maybe or our young players or our picks or something like that because James Harden's going to win us a championship. And I think that's where the disconnect comes for him. If you're like a contending team right now, I think you just you you trade everything you can to get James Harden right now, except for like your best player. So the Nets should trade all of their bench for James Harden? No, but I think they should be moving Kyrie for Harden. Why? Kyrie's been going crazy though. I mean, James Harden. Kyrie had, 30, just... Kyrie, Kyrie had 37 the other day next to James Harden. I mean, next to Kevin Durant. In my head, James Harden and Kyrie are not really comparable players. James Harden is a lot better. I, I don't know. Also, wait, the Rockets don't want John and Kyrie. So. Hmm? The Rockets don't want John and Kyrie. It doesn't make sense. I'm just saying, like, you should be trying no, I, to do whatever yeah. you can to, to get this guy. I hear that, but I think there's also – I was watching SportsCenter, and they were talking about how – a lot of times when you trade for a superstar and you get a max deal, like like similar to like the AD, you know, going from the Pelicans to the Lakers, where the Lakers had to give up a lot. Um, you know, it's it's like a situation where the Lakers needed Anthony Davis to put them over the top to where now we're a championship favorite, not just a contender, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you put Harden with KD, yes, that's obviously a contender. And that's – I think they're a contender right now, but – that's obviously a contender. You've got two of the top five players in the league on the same team. Um, but at what cost, right? You have to give up Levert. You have to give up Kyrie. You have to give up uh, Joe Harris probably. Like there's a lot of pieces that are involved in that trade. And so at the end of the day, if your bench shortens up to where now I'm seven deep, is that worth saying, all right, I still have two of the top players in the league and two of the top scorers in the league and two of the clutchest players in the league and Kyrie and Kevin Durant to where I need a – I don't need a Kevin Durant per se. I mean, I don't need a James Harden. Uh, sure. I just think um, I think Harden, and this wouldn't even be their team, but I think Harden and KD even filled around with vet men guys. Yeah, is still uh, going to the championship game. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely an interesting debate. But the thing is, like, championships in the NBA are really scarce. They're really scarce yeah. and they're hard to come by. Um, yes. And like, I think, I just think like teams like Toronto, I mentioned this in an earlier podcast, but teams like Toronto and, and Miami have really struck something and like they made runs at the championship. Toronto was successful, but they made runs at the championship even when, you know, it might have mortgaged their future a little bit in, 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 in mm-hmm. the sense that, I guess not Miami, but that was the case for uh, Toronto. Yeah. yeah. 
Where do you have my in, in your uh, Eden Conference predictions? Uh, I don't know, bro. It's it's super tight, especially at the top in the East this year. Yeah, the East uh, is packed. East is packed, bro. Miami's but, that, but that Miami team still goes, bro. It's not like it's going to stop working. So Very good. Very good team. Yeah. They run that Smoke offense, baby. Yeah, they run that they run that Quaker offense. I'm gonna say they I'm gonna say top three. Offense. I'm gonna go out there. I think they'll be top three. I think that's a good take. Um yeah, I got them. I, I mean I got Nets. Uh maybe maybe Boston or them. One of the two is I don't like that. I think Miami is two. I don't think Boston will be that good this year. Um I like Boston. You know, I, I think they have pieces. Um, but I just have to see it be put together. Yeah. I, I haven't But I, you don't have them top three? You don't have you don't have Boston top maybe. three. Maybe I think Milwaukee is going to be very good when it's all said and done. Obviously, Giannis has signed a, a large deal, so yeah, and Drew is really great. Yeah, Drew Holiday. I think we've yet to see that in the playoffs. That's going to free up a lot for Giannis. And the Sixers. Um, the Sixers are a really good team. They're going to be able to compete they with the Celtics James too. Um, so I, it's it's going to be it's going to be very tight up at the top of the East and at the bottom, honestly, because there's a lot of good teams in the East. Um, but it, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think um, Miami is definitely – I think I put Miami right at that two spot just because I still believe that they're one of the deepest teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They have two great – two good players at pretty much every position. Um, and they're they're built for today's NBA where they have shooters. They got guys mm-hmm. that can make plays off the dribble. They got bigs. Um, so it, it's definitely a team that's built for success, as we saw in the playoffs last year. Um but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, and I'm 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 really excited. You know, I haven't been this excited for the beginning of an NBA season in in a little bit. So I'm very excited for for what how this plays out. I hope everybody stays healthy. Yeah, the NBA is just such a cool league. Like I just every night I'm I'm turning on. I got a league pass for Christmas. I shouldn't even say that in front of these niggas. They go vulture. Um, <laughs> but now I got nah, a league pass for Christmas. Like, I've been using Zach league pass since like 2016. Yeah, that's <laughs> All right, real real quick before we get out of basketball, um, as you know, most of us are college athletes on this podcast. Um, I just wanted to highlight a bill that has been introduced into Congress, um, spearheaded by Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker. Um, it's called the College Athletes Bill of Rights. Um, and it basically expands on the NCAA athletes' name, image, and likeness debate um, and their rights. Um, it, it might be tough for it to get passed uh, through law, but there's there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, essentially guarantees NCAA players monetary compensation, long-term health care, lifetime educational scholarships, um, and revenue sharing. What does lifetime scholarships mean? mean? Lifetime. So let's say you're a Zion Williamson and mm-hmm. you leave Duke after one year oh, okay. um, and you go to the league and you want to come back and go to school at Duke and finish your degree, right. right? That makes sense. A lot of programs already do this, but in this case, it would be guaranteed where, like, if I leave early, I can come back and finish or I can continue to do my my work while, um, I'm, playing. while I'm playing in the in the leagues. You know, now I think a lot of – moving forward, I think a lot of college F, uh, college – education will be online or at least have an online option um, after COVID. So I think that's definitely going to be something that's big, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty groundbreaking, honestly. And I hope that something can happen where, you know, this gets passed through, um, but it'll definitely be an uphill climb, but I just wanted to shout that out. Um, see if you guys, have you guys seen anything about that? It's, 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 it's uh, been kind of under the, under the, under the rug, but it's, it's definitely a big thing that's going on right now. 
how does that relate to the uh, the NIL shit that's going on uh, next year? Um, it basically expands on that. Um, it okay. So I'm reading right here. The Bill of Rights expands on NIL greatly. It not only grants athletes the right to earn NIL compensation, which I'm assuming will be free market, um, where you can just accept money as it's offered to you, um, so long as you know you you have representation and yeah. things like that. Um, but it also requires schools to share 50% of their profit with athletes from revenue generating sports Damn. after accounting for cost of scholarships. Sharing revenue with athletes is one of the most aggressive proposals in the bill, a move that the NCAA and its members firmly stand against and something that will in all likelihood create Republican rebuke. That's, that's, not, getting, that's not getting passed, bro. Yeah, I don't think it'll get passed. Kentucky but, uh, and Duke and, and Kansas make millions of Tens of millions on their players. That's hundreds, paying hundreds of millions. That's paying each player like five, eight, ten million dollars each, bro. That's that's nuts. That's not being passed, bro. It will definitely be, thank you, but it's not gonna pass. It will definitely be an uphill battle, and I think that they might, at the bare minimum, come to a compromise in terms of uh, name, image, and likeness, mm-hmm. and which is good. You know, making sure that that is something that moving forward players can take advantage of, because I think that's one of the biggest issues with college athletics is the fact that we can't make money off of a podcast, for example, or YouTube channel or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think it'll definitely be something that I'm going to keep an eye on just because I'll be in college athletics for a couple more years now. Couple. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, it was, it was big news. Um, You know, somebody brought it to my attention the other day, so I just wanted to highlight it. Um, Shout out to Corey Booker. He's, you know, he was a college football player. That's my mom's cousin. Uh Huh? That's my mom's cousin. No. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. That's dope. Ace's yeah, industry is fucked, bro. Oh, yeah, I got <laughs> every coast, man. Um, Ace got a connection to everybody. Um, Who's Cory Booker to you? My mom's cousin. How uh, how close? First cousin? Uh, I think either first or second, one of the two. But they they was in Iowa together. Took a little selfie. Yeah. So, fellas, we might be able to make some money off this soon. You know? Yes, sir. Except the and except. if not, I'll take all the money from me when y'all hooping and whatnot. <laughs> just let me know. Except the bag. Cash out in my phone in the vibes. Except the bag. My number is. <laughs> Early this week, I asked y'all. I sent a I sent a text actually with our notes asking y'all, you know, music year in review, best rap album, best chat album, best R and B album, underrated album of the year, rap of the year. I need best some answers. EP. Best, best EP. I need some answers. Let's go one by one, category wise. Let's go of course, one by of one. Course, of course, of course, of course, of course. I'm with that. Um, where do you want to start? Rap, uh, album of the year. Rap album. Rap album of the year. Who wants to kick it off? I think the the best answer. I think a lot of guys got this in, in common is you know burden of proof, Benny the Butcher. Is that your pick? That's my pick for sure. I think I might be you know uh, agreed with by a boss or Jelani. I know y'all niggas love that album too, but that's my pick for album of the year. Hit Boy touched anything this year. It went platinum, damn near. That shit was gold. Midas touch for the year. Mm. So mm. Hit Boy plus an amazing rapper like Benny, it's you know, it's 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 wonderful to hear. All right, that's Ace's pick. And then my second, real quick, my second is Pray for Paris. Real quick, Pray for Paris. Okay. What's, What's that, that gun? gun? Yep, yep. Those are good. Those are really good. This is tough. Burden of Proof is the most listened to album on my phone this year. I want to say I like Alfredo more mm-hmm. from Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. I just think it gives me like a lot more different like textures and sounds. Heard you. And like, I don't know. It's just a a very well-crafted rap album. And it's like, I feel like it was a culmination for Freddie of a lot of work. And so I think that probably takes the cake for me. I think Pray for Paris was also a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, Hey, real quick, real quick, listeners, get out of the pen and paper, get out your notes app. We got five men with a great taste music. So get your get your selections in, get this uh recommendations down. Yeah, go check up on this. And get on your get on your on your music grind for the next couple of days and play some great music for you right here. So my fault, cut you off the boss, but you can continue. No, you good. That's a good uh PSA. But um yeah, and then I think Sheesh man, I think I think Nas dropped a really good album this year. That How many years? Oh, niggas, one, one, one max two. I got three in every category. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just. These are my honorable mentions in the category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no Alfredo's. Alfredo's. Alfredo's, so, my, Alfredo's my pick. Pick. And and okay. maybe Burden of Proof, just off of how much I've listened okay. to it. Okay. Jerry, what you got, bro? Uh, I'm gonna go outside the box a little bit. Um, I like this album, uh, Spilligion. Yeah. Oh, village, 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 village. Yeah, was some was some fire. Um, I thought that I just enjoyed listening to it in general. But I also wanted to throw another one out the box that that some people might disagree on. Right here is a written testimony on there too, mm-hmm. and I think it was because I think a written testimony is up there for me. One because of just the music in general. Like obviously I like the music, but I think that the place that I was at when I was listening to it and when it dropped kind yeah, of really added amazing. a little bit to me. I was in Miami sitting at a crib outside. You know, Started Miami. the COVID. You know what I mean? Right at the beginning of COVID, I had my time about that. <laughs> you feel me? Like I was, <laughs> it was hey, a good time where yeah, I was not there. So quick I think I'm associating the two. Quick tidbit on that on that uh on that album. We were so when when the Ivy League season got canceled last year or the tournament at the end of uh the season, <laughs> everybody on our team was we were you know we were obviously devastated by it, um and we decided that. Like in the gym at that day after we got told that our season was over, that we all <laughs> found an Airbnb and um, hopped in, booked flights for the next day to Miami. Just when COVID was in the streets, like crap. Yeah, very, very irresponsible. Part, but you know, it was a great trip. Um, at, at the, by the time we got there, uh, Rudy Gobert had COVID and the NBA had shut down. So <laughs> at that point, we realized it wasn't Fuck, the best, it wasn't the best idea. Um, <laughs> But it was still a good trip. And, yes, that was a phenomenal album um, that I listened to on repeat for that whole week. Lonnie and Jared were on South care. Beach in the trenches in, you know, big masses of crowds just, you know, mingling and getting COVID here left and, and right. I didn't get COVID. Okay. Hey, hey, we watched the – we watched uh, – all right, never mind. I can't even say that. Forget it. Yeah, it happened. But all it happened. Yeah. Nah, that's a good uh, That's a good shout-out, Jared. Nah, I would I mean, I guess I already gave a ton, but that would that would be my top three for real. Ren Testimony was yeah. one of my most listened to albums as well. Yeah, written Lonnie, what you got uh, for me? Um, I think I agree with with you guys in that. Burden of Proof was was my my top to listen to album, and I was gonna go written testimony as my one B as well. But I got to show love to Nas. Um, I think to add you know some some balance to this, um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with Nas as my pick. Uh, King's Disease. I felt like you know a lot of people had a lot of things to say about Nas and the, the quality of music he's put out as of late since uh, Life is Good. I know a lot of people were hard on that that Kanye project. 
um, that he put out last year, which I thought was fine. Um, he not, he not, he spaz he spaz he spa- no he spazzed on the album. If you go back and listen, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I thought he, he rapped. Was, I thought he, he rapped fine. No, I thought he rapped well um, on that album. But I thought that <laughs> you know him being paired with Kanye in the midst of Kanye's like fucking psychotic break, um, where he was you know just producing music at like a high volume and like I just don't think there was much time that was poured into that project. Um, and I didn't think it was it was adequate for Nas as someone who hadn't dropped in a couple years previously to that. Um, so I look at that album as more of like an EP, honestly. Um, but I was really happy with, with this collab with hit boy. Um, you know, that was one of, that was, that was sort of when I really turned my ear to anything hit boy produced, I think at the, at, in this year, um, obviously he had a couple other, uh, pieces that came before that. Um, but that was when I really, you know, put Hit Boy up there as like, oh, he might be the best producer, or in my opinion, the best producer of the year. Um, after that album, really complete, uh, touched on a lot of the different sounds that he could do, um, and I thought Nas rapped really well uh, per usual. Um, so I'm going with King's Disease. Now, Ryan, um, these are all great albums. I just want to say that uh, I'm having trouble picking one. I'll say my honorable mentions are The Allegory by Royce the Five mm. Nine. I, mm. That one might just be up there as like my, I feel like that was the most cohesive album in terms I of like, words. I think that and Written Testimony were like, as far as like just a single body of work production, yeah. just from beginning to end, it, they both felt like movies, you know? I think like, The Allegory even more so was yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, cool. yeah, I agree. It was, art. it was like a piece of art. Yeah, Yeah. I I found myself going back to individual songs too, but I think that was the one I played most from like front to back. Um, Yeah, written testimony. I said from King to a God by by Conway Mm -hmm. the Machine. Yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, I got Pray for Paris up there and um, Burden of Proof, obviously. But Griselda really ran the shit this year. Griselda had a phenomenal year. Shout to Griselda. Like they definitely took took over the year. yeah, from King to a God, I felt like it was so close to the burden of proof that I felt like it it could have had a little more time to breathe. That I feel like a lot of people forgot about it, but mm. that's a great album. I encourage everybody to go back and listen to that shit. Oh yeah. Uh, another honorable mention, uh, Mozzie Beyond Bulletproof. Mm. Um, you fuck with Mozzie like that, bro? I, I fuck with Mozzie, bro. A lot Yo, of people it, put me onto that album, but I, I never actually got around to it. But I've heard it's good. It's good. It's it's a shorter album, but Mozzie's a very consistent artist. He he's kind of holding it down for the West Coast lately in terms of rap. Um hey, where you that's from? also great. He from Bay Area, Sac. Really? I didn't know that. I thought he was from like Chicago or something. Not yeah, I knew it was uh, from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess that's my are we are we doing are we doing trap albums too? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to get the trap album. Oh, Got you. Yeah, well, okay. so that would be yeah. my good picks. Yeah, sure. Good picks. Now, best trap album of the year. Who wants to go first? I know Ace's pick already. I mean, I can go, I guess. You know, my best trap, trap album, album of, the of the year. You know, so, you know me. Without further ado, my number one played Apple Replay uh, results. Eternal Take by Lil Uzi Vert with 371 views. Excuse me. Number two, 
a terrific deluxe <laughs> <laughs> 14 plays. God damn, I love the album. That sounds <laughs> off to me, but fuck it. That's it's it. Uzi Furt. That album did number for me, you know, the vibes. Um, Uzi Furt. My thing with Uzi is like, there's no other artist that makes me feel happy and makes me feel like lit than Uzi. Um, I know every word, every song of that shit, not gonna cap to you. So, wow. yeah, that's my track album of the year. I know there's other albums that might have been, you know, held in higher regards, like My Turn, whatever it may be, but Uzi to me came in a perfect timing, you know, came in like February, right when things were closing down, but we needed Uzi, we had heard him in two or three years. Uh, came out with great banger like Low Main and Homecoming and whatnot. And I needed that album because Uzi my savior. So that's me. Uzi's your savior. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, Lil Uzi, Lucifer, Lucifer oh, is your shit. savior. Oh, man. Lucifer is your savior. I'm the most observant Christian in this chat, in this podcast. In this so chat. I don't want to hear none of that bullshit because, you know, I went to church for my whole childhood, and I was in the pageant, the Christmas pageant and whatnot, being baby fucking Rudolph and shit. Hold on now. I used to sing in the Lamb's Choir now. That's what I'm saying. I was in choir. I was in choir, I used to sing in the Lamb's Choir now. I was in choir, too. I was in choir, too. I had a solo. All right. We're not going to have the fucking religion Olympics. Sing something. (laughs) Um, My Tribe Album of the Year is My Turn by Lil Baby. That's not a hot take. Um, Boring. Highest selling album. Boring. Highest selling album in the genre. What itself? Um, I don't know, but I know it's the highest selling album in the genre. I think Lil Baby had a hell of a year, um, and it started with this album. Uh, I want to say it came out in like first quarter or second quarter, um, but it was it was it was really masterful. I think you know as far as things go in the trap genre, um, he had as close to a perfect album as I've seen. Um, as of. Uh... September twelfth, twenty twenty. My turn had over four billion streams. It yeah. was the year's highest selling album yeah. and highest streaming album. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, it was. It was really. It's a really good project. Um, in my opinion, there's not a bad song on it. I can listen front to back, twenty for twenty. Um, and I, I just, you know, I just want to salute Lil Baby. He's had a couple years now where he's been knocking on the door as far as being the face of that trap genre. Um, you know, I know he had a really good year in twenty eighteen. Dropped a couple projects, but. Um, between my turn and, and the deluxe was also fire and, and all the different features that he's been able to do. He's, he's really killed this year. Um, except so that, for, except for his infidelity. That's my uh, trap album of the year is my turn. Uh, little baby. Shout out to baby. No, fuck my infidelity. Take I bet. Shut up, dude. We my talked fault. about that last week. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> my turn had at one point. No, my turn. Baby had at one point. 47 entries on top 100. Yeah. That's he, disgusting. He, he really, like, he really dominated the trap genre this year. He he tied, this year he tied Prince and Paul McCartney. Yeah. He 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 had he did a lot. Well, there's some pretty great, like, names to be associated with. You yeah. know what I mean? No, Prince, he's, Paul he's, McCartney. And I don't think he's slowing down. I think Blow Baby will be at the forefront of this genre for um, a little while. It's been future for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just think we're moving into a new era. For, for the trap genre. Yeah. Um and so yeah, my turn, little baby. That's that's my pick. Savage mode two. Twenty one Savage. Metro Boom. And I'm a, I'm not mad at that. I like that. And I'm also gonna say, um uh, you know, I thought about this for a hot second. And quite frankly, 
I'm a little key fan. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, key had a good <laughs> key had a good tape, bro. Oh shit. Mm. Keep had a good, so, lo- had a good tape. Uh, Trapped on Cleveland, I think was this year, right? Trapped on Cleveland three. I'm pretty sure it came out this year. I thought it was deep. It was pretty good. I work out to Lil Key. So, like, that's kind of, like, why I kind of use him and him. And, I'm going to throw Young Nudie in there, too. And um, and got it? You play got it and work out? I mean, a little bit. A little bit here and there. You feel me? Heard you. Heard you. Key had a good but, too. But, yeah, Lil Key, Young Nudie. You feel me? They get, Young Nudie give me superpowers when we playing outside at the, at the park. Respect. I like it. It's my stuff. I forgot, I forgot my honorable mentions. So, once y'all done, I'm going to get my little last couple what's your honorable mention i'm curious i got uh shoot for the star for the moon pot smoke that's yeah, my pop, nigga you know uh, pop, yeah. pot smoke. That was like when when his first tape dropped well uh, meet the world volume two not first tape, but you know that jump dropped i was playing a shit for every game whatever yeah. when when he passed i was pretty distraught after that and then you know the album dropped i was like this shit is fucking phenomenal i remember i heard it was with sam driving back from the crib my handshake for the before the game with my nigga was that shit in the little That shit was great to me. I got Flo Millie. Ho, why is you here? You know, Boston. Flo Millie. Flo Millie. That's my shit on cap too. Flo Millie shit. Flo Millie shit. And then last but not least, Polo G to go. The album's really good. Great album. That was underrated. Polo G. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my was um. Does PTSD count as a trap album? Yeah, I think that's might be my honorable mention. I mean, question is drill like a subscript of of trap? I think it's in the same. Drill is trap. As far as I'm concerned. Don't y'all forget about Young Boy and Raw Wave now. Somebody say I'm gonna hold it down. I'm gonna hold it down, Jay. Raw Wave had a good album. I knew Narayan was gonna take it. Don't put top in that. Let's go to let's go to Narayan. Let's go to Narayan, and then we'll get to a boss. Um, I yeah, I gotta lead off with my man. Uh, I guess he makes trap music. I, I feel like he just makes. I just feel like he makes divine music, but we can call it trap if we need to. Divine. Um, he had he had two in here, top and mm-hmm. still flexing, still stepping by NBA young boy. No, no, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> other <laughs> other other honorable. <laughs> <laughs> explain, explain your pick. Explain your pick. No, no, these are honorable mentions. These are honorable mentions. Oh, these aren't. Oh, this isn't your okay, pick. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, another honorable mention: Quando Rondo, Materialist. Oh, wait, no. Quando Rondo, nigga. Yeah, yeah. Diary of a Lost Child. Great album. Nice um, <laughs> let me. What you say? The nigga just harmonized nigga on the. That's how they go, Conor. That's his drop. That's his drop. No, I got it. Hey, real quick, Narayan. I, I'm, I'm, I just wanted to throw this one one guy out there. You know, Miles Bridges has a crazy good album. <laughs> that shit's hard. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> it's tough. He spit facts the whole album. <laughs> that's He's way hard. better than... I'm telling y'all right now, he better than what y'all think. He got that Detroit beat. Remember that Detroit flow? Yeah, Detroit flow is there. 27 days, 27 nights. <laughs> and nah, then he, he come out here. Ripped. You feel nah, me, he Boston? He come out here and hit three threes at the end of the game. He oh, Miles Bridges, though. But hey, I ain't he tell y'all nothing. He better than Dame Dollar. He oh, I I've been to Dame Dollar concert. I ain't gonna lie. No, you haven't. Yeah, but I've been I've been to a Dame Dollar concert. You know, I was on the Adidas circuit, so they brought Dame. Oh shit, that's a damn shame. Dame. They had Dame performing. <laughs> they had James in the background dancing. 
Um, yeah, James was supporting, but like James was. Oh Jesus! You know, they had James Harden on the stage. It was yeah. in Vegas, baby. <laughs> Summer League. James Harden was out there. My we we had award show get hijacked. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right. Last honorable mention: OMB Peasy. Uh, in the in the meantime, and then but my final trap album of the year, just cause y'all waited too by Lil Durk. Mm. Oh, that shit was great. Fire, yeah. Great pick. Dirk, the deluxe, the deluxe especially. Yeah. Durkio. Durkio. Shout out Durkio, man. Hell of a year. Yeah. I'm Durkio, but I'm Chicago. Jay Z. All right. Um say that. Those are his words. I'm gonna come with some hot takes. My two trap albums, I think favorite trap albums of the year. And I I'll give Baby the honorable mention here. Cause he probably deserves it. My trap album of the year. Is uh, Baby Pluto, mm. Future, and Louis Vert. Jesus. Growing me a lot throughout the year. And I think that's the one I've listened to the most and the one that I like the most. And then I also really like Don Tolliver's project. That was smooth. Heaven or Hell. That was smooth. I think that's probably the year, though? That was um, March, yeah. It wasn't better than Eternal year. Take, though. I don't cap to Oh, my God. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have Eternal Take on my phone. Those but... were two bad takes, bro. <laughs> Okay. On God of Us? Swear to God. Jelani King of the Bad Team. Download it, bro. I mean, Don Tolliver. <laughs> and I, I like Don Tolliver's album. I don't know, bro. Bro, get it on a tape, bro. Hey, it's relaxed, man. I've yeah, listened to the drums. just like. You got to cry on the five. No, this is Ace's Bible. I can understand it. Nah, those are the those are ones I'm going Bible back to the man. most. That's my Bible. I mean, I you know, I hear you. All right, that's cool. That's cool. All right, next genre, next genre. R&B album of the year. I can go first as well. I think many will agree with me in this take right here. I got give. I got uh, my fault. Brent Fire fuck the world. That album, you know, that shit was all repeat to this day. You know, clouded. Fuck the world. Uh, Autumn Jones is is amazing on that on that tape. Uh, mm-hmm. My my uh, honorable mention has to be Give Young. Uh, when it's all said and done, his little breakout album of the year. It's an EP. No, no, no. Or no, take time was an EP. Take time EP, yeah. Thank you very much. I'm doing my fucking research. Nigga, fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> it's all said and done. It's my shit. You know, Beach is a great tape, or a great song from this, from this uh, tape. And, you know, um, I recommend you all go back to that because I think you might have heard it before, but didn't really appreciate it as much until you, you know, go back to it real quick. I do the same thing with myself. Um, it's a great album. Yeah, Give Me On had a great year. Yeah, Give Me On had a great year. Had a Drake feature. Yeah, got a Drake feature. Um, Who's what else song was he on? He was on some other song with a big artist. I mean, he had snow on his song. Yeah, that's a big snow, artist over there. Snow. He had a, he that's had a my snow girl. feature. That's my girl. Hey, hey, hey everyone, calm down. Calm down. Snow, snow if you're listening, snow, I love you. Snow knows where home is. Come back to the crib. Snow knows where home is. Lonnie, what's your what's your army? She's not that cute, by the way. Watch your mouth, hey, 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 hey. We're not. I'm like spank shot you, bro. Thank you, Noran. I'm. Are y'all serious right now? Y'all, y'all sites are a lot, bro. Y'all are crazy. Hey, yeah. y'all are no, crazy. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. This is bad. That's bad. Y'all sites, y'all sites are like a lot. Yo, she is a goddess. I feel like she has wow. that that quote unquote. It's 11 p.m. Let's she's, get to the rest a, of the show. Right, right, no, 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 no. I, I'm with I'm with the, the the getting through this segment, but we're not gonna do that. Okay, we'll, we'll talk. We'll revisit. Fuck this. Snow Allegra. Hey, 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 hey! No, 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 for real. We're not doing that. 
We're not doing that. I'm not going. Look at him. He's just going. That is we're not. No, 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 no. Fuck you. No, 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 Fuck you. How about that? Fuck you. Fuck you. I know Trey Songz dropped that album. Yeah, fuck Trey Songz. Stop talking about snow like that. Trey Songz catching on me. On me. Fuck out of here. Y'all not. Y'all not about to be riding. Um, my R&B album of the year. Like I wanted Brent. Brent. That was you know. Fuck the world was was the album that I listened to the most. Fuck the world. All right, can I get my look at Ace trying to hurry us through the segment and interrupting every Ace single drunk as shit. Yeah, like <laughs> one bro, speak on it. It's my first pod where I could drink on camera, so you know the vibes. I'm getting a little lit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Up, I'm sorry to the fans. Shut up, bro. lit with a with a broken ass mic. This is I don't know what I'm saying, but the audio the audio has sounded so much. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. All right. My my R and B album, my best R and B album of the year was Brent Faz as well. Fuck the world. Um I think Bryson Tiller with anniversary is a close second. Um and to show the women some love because I think there's a lot of great female R and B artists out there. I'm gonna go Kiki by Kiana Lede. Um, and, and Kalani's album as well, I, I thought it was fire. Um, so yeah, my, my pick is Brent Faz. Um, but I think there was a lot, there was a lot of good R&B that, that dropped this year. So who's next? Um, Go. R&B Go. album of the year for me. I'm gonna start with honorable mentions. Young Blue. Ooh, and Drake cosign. Love Scars. Go check that out. It was, it was fairly recent. My next um, honorable mention, uh, Umi. I don't even remember the name of this. I think it's a self-titled uh, project. Oh, I heard she, that. Yeah. But I got to give it to my girl, Janae Aiko. Chilombo. Chilombo. I was an immaculate album. album I was wrong be album of the year for me. Yeah, a lot of people like that album. Good pick. I thought it wasn't um, up to her standards, but I thought but there you was- like, But you like Snows? Yo, <laughs> first of all, Snow didn't drop right. here, so leave my baby out of it. Second of all, okay. I just thought that Janae can make a better project. I thought it was cool, but I didn't. I didn't think it was. Salumbo is. Uh, I don't. I'm not nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, album of, the year. of course it's Janae. What do you, I, I don't Janae. get what y'all really want from Janae Aiko. Like, what? Why do people? Because I've heard that. Nah, this is her. This is her best effort, I think, for sure. Um, as far as like doing it all, I just feel like this was her. It was a little unique. It was something like we haven't really heard from her before. She basically birthed. Or is one of the founders of this whole new R&B sound. And yet people shit on her. I'm not shitting on her. I just think she could have had a better album, which is why I don't put it in my album of the year um, conversation. Although I think that would probably be one of my honorable mentions. All right. Uh, fair. My fault. Yeah, I had I had Colombo. Chilombo. Niggas said Chilombo. I got Chilombo. Chilombo is the Colombo. What you mean? All right, fine, man. Chilombo is a thing. Chilombo. Ryan? Huh? Oh, Chilombo is a thing. It's just something different from my history majors out there. Come on now. Indigenous uh, African free community. It's the second time I did the history thing. This is the second time I dropped some knowledge on y'all today. Yeah, hey, y'all know you say it. Professor Simo. Come on now. Uh, it was good until it wasn't. Kalani's on there. Yeah, fire. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go outside the box and say Party Mobile. My party next door. He on a couple of uh, I don't like that pick. I don't like that pick. Y'all had like Party's album? 
I like it. It was cool. Party was, sucks, nigga. Was, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Party Damn. Party, it tape sucks. Cool. Party tape was cool. He has dropped way better projects than that. For sure. Right. Hearing songs where Cardi, uh, not Cardi, uh, where Party is featured, and Cardi I'd be like, yo, why did he, why, what what just happened to this song? No, I mean, be that he, nigga every time, bro. He be having some trash features. I, but like, this album was. It was just the fact that he got Rihanna back from the dead. I yeah, that's that one of my favorite nice. songs of the that year. Was nice. mm-hmm. Believe nice. it, believe it is one of my favorite songs of the year. Savage Anthem, one song of the year. Savage Anthem came out in 2016. The news is um, cool. The no, the oh, news. One of those people. PGT okay. PGT is a is great is a great song. I just didn't think that it was complete enough for me as a as the project. Um, and I I've been a party fan for a little while now. I just think some of his older stuff. Is much better than this, and so and you're so you're not holding artists to like the year standards. You're holding them to their career standards. I'm saying whenever I whenever I judge an artist's music, I'm I'm holding them to their own standards. I can't compare, I can't compare Megan The Stallion's debut to Janae's, you know, fourth album, fifth album, whatever number this is. You know what I mean? I just feel like it's something I take into account. I'm not saying, you know, I wouldn't. I would say Chilumbo is better than than Good News, but. You know, I, w- I was more impressed with good news as a as a piece of work from Meg than I was in Chilumbo from Janae Aiko. Is that fair? Whatever. We we can get off this. Uh, <laughs> uh my <laughs> my um, honorable mention is Brent, and I really wanted it to be my album of the year. Um, I listen to the album a lot, and it's it's great. Uh, but my album of the year is Forever Your Girl by uh. Kaya or Kia, I don't know how it's pronounced, mm. but um, that album is legitimately one of my favorite R&B albums that I've listened to in a while. Yeah, that's a good um, that's a good tape. So, yeah, that's that's my R&B album of the year for sure. It's a good tape. I gotta find that. I know what that is. All the listeners, I know you ain't hear that for real. So go go. Yeah, yeah that's forever a deep your cut. girl. That's a deep cut. Forever your girl. Yeah, I ain't heard that. I only listened to that through once, but it was really good. Who's it by? Yeah, uh, it's like Kaya. K E I Y A A, something like that. Okay, I see, I see, I see. Forever Young Girl, Y A Girl. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Good, good tape, good tape. All right, what we got next? All right, underrated album of the year. I got three for y'all head tops. You know, I back in the day, I was a SoundCloud warrior, had all the songs before they were popular. You know, I found Amine before Kellan was popular. I found all them niggas before they were, you know, so I, I have an ear to the streets, you could say. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my, my three, I got. Uh, Blast album. Um, it's spelled B L X S T. Once again, that's B L X S T. Niggas got to stop spelling their names. So no love weird. lost. The deluxe <laughs> count recently. Blast came out on the fourth of December on uh, you know her birthday, whatever. But the main album. That's a really good album. Great tunes. We played it before the podcast started. Me and Lonnie was. It was great. You know. Yeah, we were listening earlier. Um, good, good too. Second is uh, Levin Cali High Tide. Great album. You know, I've played a lot during quarantine, kind of like around March or February, or whatever. It's great little mm-hmm. R&B vibes. And the last zone is K Camp Kiss 5. I think it's a really good album, really good R&B, like singing, kind of like Bryson, where it's like trap soul kind of vibes. Uh, it's like, you know, like some 808s and, and good drums and whatnot, but also some singing and some crooning and all that shit, too. It's really, really good. I think K Camp has been around for a while, hasn't gotten enough praise at all, but I think he's a really talented artist, um, along with other people I said in that list as well. Word. Word. Um, for me, an album you may have missed, or, or an underrated album, 
Um, first, I'll go album you may have missed. I'll go Sayari uh, the Kid. It was unwritten. Um, I, I thought he performed really well on that. A lot of different sounds. Um, good rap album. Um, he's got some good features on there, some singing. Some you know, He just did a lot, a good job of, of putting all the sounds together. So I really I really like that album. Uh, it was unwritten. Sayari the Kid, that's fire. Um, and then underrated. I don't know if this is underrated by too many people, but I know Ace said that he didn't like it too much before we were recording. So um, I'm saying New Beginnings uh, by Reason. Uh, I think mm. it was yeah. an underrated album of the year. I thought he, you know, that was sort of his coming out party. Um, and I thought he really performed on that. He's got some great features. That song, you know, uh, with, with, with Rhapsody and, you know, a couple other artists. Um, but he 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 really performed on that album. If you If you didn't, give that album a fair shake or a fair listen, I would encourage you to go back because he definitely went crazy on that reason as well as uh, Sire. And I think reason is going to be able to eventually move into that forefront spot for TD after uh, Kendrick retires. I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting on Isaiah Rashad, Absol. I'm making the yeah. like, some negative TV. I think bro. they'll all retire. Make him go. Rashad? Schoolboy. Maybe not Isaiah Rashad, but Schoolboy. And Isaiah Rashad, let me not. But I, I say Isaiah Rashad is a hot, is a, is a great artist, um. But I think Reason raps better, um. And for that, uh, that label, um, you know, as, as a hip hop label, he doesn't. I okay, that's your opinion. But I, I think Reason raps better and makes better music. Um, we haven't gotten music from Isaiah Rashad in a while, so maybe he'll drop something that'll make me change my mind. But, um, I think that Reason once Kendrick and Schoolboy, um, you know, call it quits, will be the forefront of that label. Obviously SZA, but I'm speaking, I'm speaking, uh, I think SZA is about to be done too. You know, we're about, uh, hopefully we'll get a SZA, um, album soon. She just dropped a a single good days. That's really good. Um, so hopefully we get something from her soon because if I'm telling you, if SZA would have dropped this year, that probably would have been my R&B album of the year. Um, just cause I think she's done a lot on her features and where she's appeared over the course of this year. Uh, but yeah. Um, so sorry to kid, it was unwritten. Go check that out as well as new beginnings by reason. My uh, you know, a lot of y'all probably noticed, but my uh, I guess underrated album of the year is uh, the Price of of Tea in China by Boldy James. Mm-hmm. Boldy, Boldy, yeah, this nigga Boldy, two two seven concretions with he was a revelation to me this year. <laughs> I listened to a, Giant Slide is the most listened to song on my uh, uh, on my phone this year. Great song. And really, the whole album, yeah, and the whole album is just phenomenal. Alchemist production, Boldy James bars, um, it's dope. And then uh, I want niggas to go back and listen to Lupe shit. Yeah, I want niggas to go back to listen to House and just see how rap rap can sound when it's not entirely too serious, um, mm-hmm. but the bars are still there. Like it's explorative. He wasn't serious. It's that a album. very no, it's, he's, I mean, he's rapping serious. I mean, there's no way to say that he's not rapping serious, but uh, the subject matter is not as, yeah, it's explorative. I think that's like a, I think it was a cool take for on a, on a, on a, uh, how we, you know, approach rap nowadays. So yeah. that was going to be, that was going to be on my list, uh, but Virgil fucked that album up. So <laughs> yeah, Virgil, we look past those parts. Yeah. That's Ace's man's, but you know, <laughs> I digress. Why everybody like, Mad Clive versus my man. That's cool. That's your man's. 
we're not gonna get into how that's your man's, <laughs> but that's your man's more than anyone else on this podcast. That's your man. Fact. Um. Yeah, I got I got two I got two outside the box here. It's a little different from how everybody on the podcast feels for sure. Um, I got Baby Smooth Hardwood Classics. You feel me? What's that? Baby Smooth. Baby Smooth is hard. Put me on. Um, yeah, what's what's that album? Um, I mean, I, shoot, I ain't even really got nothing to tell you about Baby Smooth. He kind of <laughs> <laughs> underrated rapper. That's how you know. Underrated underrated dude, bro, bro. That you just gotta go figure out. Like you, know? you just don't know about him. Like I'm telling y'all, listen, listen, listen. Right, y'all, long, long, there's, there's gonna be a lot of stuff that Lon makes fun of me about on this podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but y'all really gotta listen to me because I'll be dropping, I'll be dropping facts, bro. Good, good. Baby Smooth. I'm telling y'all, up the score. RTB got my man Miles Bridges and my man Nook on there. It's crazy. Oh I'm trying to tell y'all, bro. No I'm trying way, to tell no y'all way. it's underrated. Pause. pause. No way I just fucking... We are app music. Download the album because you put it on a podcast. And tell me because Miles Bridges Miles put it on Bridges the album, bro. I'll tell you right underrated. now, y'all. Listen to it and you're going to be like, Miles Bridges did more than just cover the spread. He did much better. Bro, out of all the albums that slipped through the craps this year because there's been so much music that's come out in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's your underrated pick. It's that's Miles what I'm pick. saying. You're not. What we're not about to do is demean my ideas I'm, and how I feel. That's um, what we're not about to okay, do. Okay, you're right. I respect your and opinion. Miles Bridges is fire. I didn't talk no crap. I let everybody else speak. Right, boss. <laughs> I yeah, you came here right with. Right I'm I know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody else speak. Every time I said something today, he made fun of what I said. <laughs> <laughs> RTB. RTB. All right. Go check that out, listeners. I hope you wrote it down. Jared, say the say the fucking <laughs> title again because everyone's gonna fucking forget. Ain't nobody gonna fucking forget niggas listening to that shit. Up the <laughs> <Okay, laughs> <chatting> again. <laughs> say it one oh, more God, time for the listeners, bro. Uh, <laughs> I hate you, bro. Yo, up the score shit. Let me throw in a whole lot of red too. <clears throat> Fuck out of here. And the Thanks for listening this that week. Uh, we'll be back next week. With wow. uh, more Playboy Cardi slander. Cardi. Nah, for real. We do need to write this bitch up, nigga. It's 1120. Yeah, come on. Let's, fin- let's finish up then. All right. Uh, my sleeper albums. If you, I'm going to go international. A lot of these aren't necessarily sleepers, but I feel like they should be mentioned. Um, Twice as tall, Burner Boy. Ooh, that's me. Go project. check that joint out. That's a good call. Lila Ike, The Experience. If you like reggae or just any kind of like souls i think r&b listeners will also like it uh no cap still human yes. <laughs> um karma three by davies i feel yes, like sir. we talked about more oh east, yeah east side yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and uh quinn fn quincho he's a young rapper out of i think i think it's dallas texas mm. he can go he he's like on that kind of newer Bounce trap wave, but he can actually spit. So yeah. go check that out, Quincho, Quinn FN. We're, we're I'm about to get some new music from this shit. This is I'm good. I'm good. Facts. How you spell Quincho? Q U I N C H O. All right. Did everyone go on that sleeper albums? Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Let's yeah. go EP, and then we're out of here. EP of the year for me, you know the vibes, my boy Give Young, that's my guy for sure. Uh, when it's all said and done, uh, one of my favorite songs of the year was Still Your Best. He really killed that jump. Made me my feelings. Hello, hello like toxic crudeness, it's my go-to. Uh, other, other than that, you know, I had my boy Wale. He put out an EP mm, this summer. Um, fire. Amidst the pandemic. Fire. 
Um, it was really great. Called the Imperfect Storm, the EP. Super fire. Had six songs. It was all great. You know, Wale, DMB boy. Uh, great project right there. Those are my two picks for EP of the year. Inspiration for the podcast name. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know the vibes. Got shout out Wale. You know, you know. Shout out Wale though. Shout out Wale. Give me on said. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What's the deal? Oh no no. Oh no no no. This the one you talking about that's supposed to take my place down? Is this for real? It's almost disrespectful. <laughs> I never. Hello. He said that's, that's a downer. I never heard a nigga come on the come on the track and start like that. Like, are you dumb? Really are you, talking his shit. Dead-ass? All right. Oh, cut down. So sorry. God damn. All right. Because you oh. drunk as shit. <laughs> no, Acting I, up. I've been facing these beers to, to, my, to myself because like Lonnie don't drink at all. I'm drinking wine. Yeah, no wine. I've, Lonnie, had this, I've had this jaw filled like seven times today. All right, come on. Let's yeah, get Lon, Lon's glass don't be moving. Anyway. I filled oh, up my glass a couple times. Oh, get off my dick. How about oh, that? <laughs> this is all right. for me. My EP of the year, um, my favorite EP was uh, Dinner Party uh, along with the with the the deluxe um, mm. called, oh. called Dessert. Um Terrence Martin or Terrace Martin, Robert Glasper, Knife Wonder, Kamasi Washington. Um, the initial dinner party tape, it's like a six song EP, seven songs, I think, actually. Um, and the initial album or the initial EP is mostly beats. It's like a jazz, soul, funk, hip hop. Fire. It's really good. Um, go dig into that. A little background things of dinner yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, like lo fi kinda kind of music. Um, and then they put out the deluxe called Dessert. Um and it has, you know, he featured rappers on there. He's got Snoop kind of narrating throughout. He's got Rhapsody. He's got Corday. Um, it's a really good project. Um, those two together, that's my not my favorite EP of the year, along with uh, Masego studying abroad. Um, I thought that had to be spoken for because he definitely went crazy on that jump. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, those are my two EPs. Uh oh boy, I, I think I probably have Masego yeah. as my EP of the year. Mm-hmm. Like Lonnie just said, it's just pretty solid. A lot of songs I like on there. Um, I guess I I gave Lupe last time around for album of the year, but it's really an EP. So I'll give an album that I thought was underrated. What's your pleasure? Pop album, Jesse Ware. Some good funk type. Hey, listeners, we're putting y'all on to a lot of music right now. It's a lot of game right now. Take notes. Pull out the notes app on your phone, pen and paper. Tell your mother, I don't care. Just take (laughs) some notes and get some, put on some free game. For the free 99, you know, there's some great content right here. 100p. So, yeah, Jesse Ware, what's your pleasure? That's a fire album. Good. When we get out, it's going to be in the clubs. Good pick. Good pick. Narayan. Y'all gonna be mad at me, bro. But I caught, I caught that, uh, that, that Meek Mill EP kind of grew on me, oh man. Oh boy, oh boy. I'm mad at it. That little Meek Mill joke kind of grew on me. The the Four quarantine pack. Um, I mentioned this earlier too. I think I said it was an album, but it's an EP. Umi, um, yeah, introspection. That's a R&B EP. Go check that out. I heard she really fire. Um. Yeah, she good. I had another one. Uh, I'm forgetting now. Was the was the imperfect the imperfect storm was the EP? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was, I think that was mine. That was my favorite one, but I had to provide balance, so I went with that okay. party. See, I had a perfect storm in my Serato real quick to play for this job, and then I played it by accident before the pause started, and he was like, "Oh, that's my album. That's my EP." This nigga does not that. have Serato. He's lying. <laughs> you got no fucking EP <laughs> Serato. Anyway, oh, and, uh, I had it ready to go. My fault, bro. And black six piece. Mm, oh yeah, little yeah. baby, yeah. little baby on that joint going crazy again. No, yeah. my right. Fire. Fire. Jared, what you got? Uh, Yeah, I got... um. Well, I was going to say Masego's album first, because I like that. I especially like Don Tolliver, too, when he's on there. So I like I like Masego's little EP they put together. Don um, Tolliver. For sure. Don Tolliver, always. And then Three Joints is an EP by Redman. Um, something real short only three songs on there nothing too crazy but uh, got a little bit of rap a little slow but i just thought it was a little different it's just something i stumbled upon that i thought was different and that uh you know i enjoyed outside of the normal stuff what most people would probably say so if you get a chance to y'all go give it a look you might like it a little slower uh some oh. chill sh- some chill shit so see if it floats your boat interesting that bust rhymes too album of the, one of the albums of the year right there i love the best album that album's hard I don't a lot know. of good music this year. There was a lot of good music this year. And on the other end of that spectrum, a lot of shit music like fucking Playboy Cardi's album. A whole yeah, lot of yeah, I want to talk about Cardi. Waited two years for that here. piece of bullshit. Whole lot of ass, nigga. Go ahead and, and <laughs> defend that, Jared. I think we can. Kyle, Cardi's Cardi's album wasn't as bad as y'all say it is. I'm not saying it was worth it three years of wait, but wait, hey, did he, no, wait, I'm not wrong. Did he not just put it as one of your mentions for uh, album of the year? No, I think um I think it's underrated. I think earlier, oh, I'm okay, earlier, I'm sorry. earlier this year, um, people were talking about Cardi and Uzi as if they were in the same conversation. Um, That's I just would like to say that I think that that has been laid to rest. Um, yep. and I never want to hear that debate ever again. Uzi killing niggas all 2021. I swear to God, all right. Drunk. It's, it's gonna be okay, bro. But you gotta <laughs> stop yelling like that. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. Um, but I think that them two, uh, you know, they should never be compared again. I think Cardi gave us a whole lot of ass. Um, no, Cardi gave us about Cardi gave us about a six piece. The second half is fine. There's fucking twenty four songs. Sorry, there's a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people who say some. <laughs> there's twenty four songs, and about twenty of them are bad. No, he ain't um, six piece. Delaney don't got no rock star vibe. I like Cardi. I like Cardi. Cardi, Die Lit was was one of my favorite albums in twenty eight. I still, I think you like it, but you just that's not you know that rock star. You know, no, got a little bit of a rock feel to it. No, a little different. Just, he, he definitely no, outside lines. Palette. No, definitely outside lines. No, he just didn't do it well. That, you can't say that that's me. Lord, I know. Ask, I, I bet you E like it. Ask E. E got like seven he songs on there. said that shit was ass. Like, what are you talking about? No, e will tell you straight up. There's, there's at least six songs on there. He's going to tell you. He's going to tell you. He's going to tell you. He's tell you. No, he tweeted it. He said, it's a whole lot of ass. This is a whole lot of ass. That's tweet. I talked. He is snapping about it, bro. He said there's six songs on there. Six, seven. That's ass. That's ass. Oh Jesus! Here we go. We're not about to do this. We're not about to. I said. I said he was. I said he was better than what. Obviously, he wasn't. What three years worth of waiting was worth, but it's not as terrible as everybody else's. So he is. He he's just say it was underrated. Just say it was not ass. It's not ass. It's not ass. It's not ass. 
It's not ass. I'm not what, saying. How many good songs are on there, Jared? I told you, seven, eight. S- now it's seven, eight. So if so if your favorite artist gives you seven, eight out of 24, any artist I, that you, that you I'm not going to call it ass. No, it's not ass. It's not great. It's what not makes good? What is, what is a good album to you then? Oh, my God. What, a nigga got to go 90%? If a nigga don't okay, go ninety percent, album is at least fifty. At least twenty-five percent. If bro. it's under fifty gosh, and you consider bro. yourself a good artist, you're, that shit's ass. Hey, good artist, bro. It is a good. It was. A, I'm not gonna say. Me a nobody album. said it was. A, it wasn't a great album. That's not what I said. But I also said that just to hear everybody else on Twitter and people saying that this shit terrible. Dream and let it marinate. No, let it marinate, bro. You said six songs. Twenty-four song album. That's bad. That's twenty-five percent, my nigga. That's ass. That's ass. If you shot 25% from the field, you're getting sat on the fucking bench. Am I lying? He's not as bad as y'all niggas is making him seem. Okay. Answer the question. No, 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 no. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. See, here you go again. Every take, bro. You heard of a boss. Every take, right? You're up here taping for Playboy Cardi. Like, that shit was good. Nobody said it was that great. I said it wasn't as bad. Is it a good album? Is it a good Is it a good album? That's that's a completely separate question. From is it a answer? It is it a good album? Bro, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we can. He started getting disrespectful, bro, because like you heard what I was saying. I was saying it was decent, bro. I it's said not it even wasn't a crazy, good album. Therefore, but it wasn't as much as you walk around. It's ass. He's ass. He's ass. Twenty four songs. That's crazy, bro. After a two year, I'm not saying he's great. Like I'm not sitting here defending like the whole album was fire, Jelani. I said that it was better than what niggas is giving nigga credit. What is better than what niggas? I said it has a couple good songs. You said you made it seem like nigga, these niggas 23 out of 24 ass is what you was making. There's it seem about like four good songs on the album. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for you. Never did I ever say the man's album was good. Okay, that's all I'm getting to. Then it's ass. No. Okay. It's decent. Yo, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Yo, yo. No, it wasn't. Yo, it's 11:30 at night. That shit sucked. That shit sucked. So, no, uh, it was decent, bro. Love what you is. As we close 2020, <laughs> do y'all have anything y'all want to get off to the people? Y'all got any resolutions, anything like that? Uh, what would y'all do? 9-11, Candy and Creed. I probably <laughs> like the dub. That hop right. I shut the window. I probably shut the window. Sneak down the street. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> That's an all-time conversation. That's an all-time conversation. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. To the listeners, we appreciate you listening to another fucking long-ass episode. We're going to keep bringing y'all content so long as you tap Don't in. Don't worry, gato. <laughs> another um, cultural goodbye from Ace. Um, so thank you, brother. It's a whatever. Uh, yeah. Sorry to the japanese um thanks for listening uh pod about nothing where we talked about we didn't really talk about shit this week either outside of shit we talked about but thanks for listening we'll be back next week happy new year <laughs> a bus. turn up goddamn safely and six feet apart and respecting your city and states you know ordinances and whatnot vaccine dropping soon you know what i'm saying uh go get that Vaccine on the sneakers app, so or, we can get this, or don't, so we can get this shit over. <laughs> with, bro. The only way you get out of the COVID is with a vaccine. Good bar, good bar.
बाय